Hello and welcome back to Talking Talmud. I'm Ann Gordon here with my friend Anne Chavruta Yardina Azband, our Daf of the day, Masachet Gitin, Daf Samach Gimel, page 63. Our Amin Aleph really has a whole lot of discussion about a point that is made by Rav Nachman at the very end, I'm sorry to say, of 62, I'm a bet. So we're going to go there just to get the case. Itamar, Haveli Giti. So we have a woman who says to a shaliach, to an agent, bring me my get. And then the agent goes and says to the husband, your wife said that I should get her get for her. And the husband says, and the husband says, here you go, as she said, right? So now there's going to be obviously a lot of dispute amongst the, amongst the Amorai about like what's this case. But what happens is then that Rav Nachman says, I'm a Rav Nachman, I'm a Rav, I'm a Rav, in the name of, so on until Rav, right? Rav Nachman's position is that even if she gets that divorce, I mean that Shaliach brings the get to her, it is still not, she is still not divorced. Why? So learn from this, the Gemara says, so the issue is, right, that the husband is relying on the shaliach sentence, his statement, what he said, right, and then he gives him the, the divorce, right? But the, the woman didn't actually, like, put him in, put the shaliach as, as an agent, a formal agent, to be this shaliach le Kabbalah, this agent for, to accept it, and the husband can't do that. He cannot appoint him the agent of, of to receive it because it's her doing, right? She's the one who needs to accept the get. So she ex- like planning to accept it in this way was not sufficient for the get to take effect. Um, um, let's see. Do we need anything else before we move on to our death? Meaning part of the issue is that it's a little bit hearsay, right? And then part of the issue is that when she would get the, when she would receive this get, it, it's she would need for it to work. The husband would have to designate this agent as a shaliach to, of delivery, right? That he's gonna be the husband's agent as opposed to the wife's agent. So Rav Ashi says, well, how can we compare these cases? And this is where we need to understand what's happening. I Meaning, now we're moving on to Ardaf. Bishlama ivcha. What if you said the opposite, namely hitkabeli giti? The woman says, go get my get to a shaliach. And the agent says to the husband, your wife said to get her get for her. And he says, and he says, here you go. And now, again, Rav Nachman's statement, So then the Gemara says, well, it, or really, Rav Nachman says that had the had the once the get reaches the shaliach, then she's divorced. Meaning that that would be like that might be the conversation that would make sense. But because right, she said to him, "Go get my divorce." Right, and from that that appointment, right, the fact that she sends him isn't that enough to make him the shaliach for her divorce. But because kevanchigia get liado, that that's to the to the shaliach's hand. But when the husband relies upon her sentence, her statement, meaning this hearsay statement that the shaliach says that he's going to be the shaliach kabbalah, that he's going to receive the get, 
then he then he needs to give the shaliach the status that the wife has assigned um, and not the one that the agent says she assigned, meaning the husband needs to do it again and then we might be able to say we're in business. Inami liada. Alternatively, if Rav Nachman had said that when the get gets to her hand, then we could say that the husband's relying on the shaliach's statement, not on the wife's statement. And that, you know, then theoretically we could say, well, yes, the agent is in fact the shaliach to deliver the get by the husband and that should work. But in this case, so, but in this case, because the agent kind of cancels out the shlichut, the, the, the fact that he would be appointed by the husband because he says, I'm here to be receiving it, right? And so therefore he's basically saying, I can't be the agent for to send it. And therefore it's not going to work because, because the appointment didn't take place at the right, like in the right circumstance, really, the, the wife sends him, but not in the right lineup for when it has to happen for the get to actually take effect. So he's he accepts, he knows that he's a shaliach for Kabbalah, he knows that he's going to receive it, but not that he could then be the one to also bring her the get. Rather, he's just supposed to accept it on his own, and that is insufficient. So now Rav Huna Barchia says as follows. We have here an objection to Rav Nachman's statement. Namely, if one says to another, you know, go get this get, go get the, go receive the get for my wife. Or, oh, get or bring me, bring, I'm sorry, deliver, bring this get to my wife. In either of those cases, you could go back on it, meaning it should work. It, the mission, the implication of the mission is that it will work. Not that it won't work. It will work, but you could, right, because the point is you could take it back before the, the delivery actually takes place. You could say, oh, no, you know what? I changed my mind. I don't want to divorce her. And the get hasn't gotten to her yet, so she's not divorced. So it actually could work, meaning the implication is that it would work, that she would have been divorced had it reached her hand. So the reason that she's not divorced in that case of the Mishnah is that he takes it back, not because, not because he sent it to begin with. So the whole, this, this Rav Huna Barchia's question, kind of from the Mishnah, undermines the entirety of Rav Nachman's position, meaning he said they're not divorced. But so now the question is, but why, like, why would she be divorced when the husband says, "Go get, go accept this divorce on behalf of my wife," isn't the husband himself not able to to designate this shaliach to be the guy who accepts it? Because he already had in mind to divorce her, right? So the rest is well, he decided to divorce her. So let her be divorced however which way she's going to be divorced. He doesn't have to be the one to appoint her, to appoint the shaliach to accept it. He is just willing. He's like kind of firm in his willingness to, divor- to divorce her. And so then you could say the same thing in the case of Rav Nachman, meaning if the, in the original case of the Mishnah, we say, oh, the husband is going to, is like on the side of making sure that they actually end up divorced. And the details of it are less important if 
his goal is to actually get divorced. So then wouldn't that also hold here in terms of his intent with regard to the Rav Nachman case? And Rav Nachman's statement that they're not divorced should fall by the wayside. Ha ha ha, the Gemara doesn't like that. How can these two cases, like, what are you saying now? Really, these now, how can you compare them? Hatam Adam Yodea She'en Shlichut L'Kabbalah V'Gamar V'Natan L'Shem Halacha Hacha Tai So it says, the, people know, the person knows that the Shlichut, that the designation of another person to be the, to accept the get cannot come from the husband. Everybody seems to know this, right? It has to come from the wife who has to be the person to receive the get. So she can designate a shaliach to receive the get, but the husband can't designate a shaliach on her behalf. That's like, because he's the one who's doing the divorcing. It just doesn't work, right? So then if he goes to the, if he gives the get to the shaliach, then it's very clear that it has to only be for the giving of it, for the delivery of it. So when he says, here, shaliach, I'm giving you the get, he's not appointing him a shaliach of Kabbalah. He's not designating him to receive the get on behalf of the wife. He's saying, yes, I'm giving it to you now to bring it to her. And that should be, you know, that should be sufficient. But in this case, right, the whole idea of what the shaliach says when he comes to the husband to begin with and says, this is what the wife said, well, then the husband should never have relied on the shaliach to begin with, you know, when he says he's the... When the shaliach said he's the wife's shaliach for Kabbalah, the husband needed to check up on that. Now, all of this is, I think, as picky in details as we could get, right? Meaning the phrasing of the appointment by the wife to go to the husband to get the get and it can't come from him in this way and that way. And I want to just point out again, like there is great care taken to make sure that all of the parameters of sending a get, meaning the husband and wife are not in the same room. And here you have shlichut, you have emissaries, you have agents who are going to do the legwork in between. And so sometimes that's literally because people are in a different place physically. But sometimes when people get divorced, they have emissaries, they have agents, shlichim, because they're not talking to each other. And this kind of communication, which we say, well, just say the words the way they're supposed to be said, fix it, right? It's not so simple in a real life case when it might actually be really quite a difficult situation, and that's why they're relying on shlichim. The Gemara still goes on, meaning now through the rest of Amadav, is still dealing with this Rav Nachman case, you know, his position and and the efforts to reject it and uphold it. But I'm going to hand it over to you, Yordina. Yeah, so I, I think we talked about this yesterday, that the, the, this parrot seems to be about the communication around divorce, right? How does one express intent? And some of that intent is expressed through appointing a shaliach. And the words we use around that shaliach are very, very important. And again, I was just struck by, there's something very nidarim-ish in terms of the sensitivity to language that we're finding in this parak. I think so. And I mean, it's I would say even it's more, or at least now, right, we're beginning to see it's not just the language, it's also like how each person is representing himself or herself in this case, right? And and what is reliable, what is considered reliable information even coming from the wife, but by via the shaliach, right? Like it gets, it's the procedure in addition to the words. Right, okay. I'm going to move on then to sort of a variation of this. Uh, this is an Ahmed Bet, and they have the following statement of Rav. Amar Rav, Eina isha osa shaliach lekabela gita miyad shaliach ba'ala. 
Rabbi Hanina Marishal So here, what they're discussing here, Rav and Rabbi Hanina, is if the husband appointed a shaliach to deliver the get, can the wife appoint a shaliach to receive the get? In other words, can everything be done through shlichim? And Rav basically says no, and Rabbi Hanina says yes, you can, you can do that. You know, a wife could do that. They're then going to debate what the reason is. My time is Rav What's the reason for Rav? So you could say it's because it's it's uh, the fact that she's not willing to get the the get directly from his shaliach. You know, sort of shows uh, it, it's it's embarrassing or some type of contempt for her husband. Although one could argue, well, they're getting divorced, so sure, but maybe they're trying to make it you know lessen how bad all of this is. Right. Or you could say that this has to do with a courtyard that comes into her possession thereafter. So what this case is talking about is that let's say the husband put the get in a courtyard that didn't belong to the wife and then the wife. So in other words, she still hasn't received the get. Then she purchases the courtyard, the chatzar. The divorce is still not a good divorce because he never gave her the get directly um, and he didn't put it in her property. In other words, if he doesn't give it to her directly, but he puts it into her property, that could still be okay. If she then buys that property, right, it's more like she just found the get and took the get, but she never actually received it. So in the case where she actually designates a shaliach to, to get the get itself, right? Um, and so that's basically like having, it's like it being her property or her chatzar, um before the husband actually gives her uh, you know, when the husband actually gives her the get, you know, has a shaliach with the delivery. So the the divorce is valid in that kind of case, right? But somebody might think that the divorce would also be valid in a case where he put the document in the courtyard, right, with a shaliach. And if she had her own, you know, so th- they basically want to make sure that that kind of case never happened. And that's why Rev wants to say, that she cannot appoint her own shaliach if he has a shaliach, because they don't want to have this case where the shaliach sort of like his shaliach sort of leaves it somewhere and 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 there's a whole issue. Now, this line of reasoning doesn't totally make sense because it seems to be more of an issue with her receiving it without a shaliach is the problem. But okay, those are the two opinions of trying to understand Rob, and they're going to try to go through and they explain that a little bit more. I'm going to skip a little bit. Then they have a very interesting case. So there was a man who sent a get to his wife. And the comes and finds her and she's sitting and kneading dough, right? So we all know what our hands look like when we need dough. They're dirty. And so he says to her, here you are, like, take your, take your bill of divorce, right? And so she basically does the thing and points him essentially her shaliach, and she says to him, it's in your hands. In other words, you should be my shaliach and accept it. So she wants, she's accepting the get, right? But she's basically saying, now you're my shaliach. So the question is, can, can first of all, the shaliach be for both shlichim? Second of all, did that shaliach as the wife, as the husband shaliach actually fulfill his duty because he didn't actually deliver it to her because she said, you take it for me. I'm a Rav Nachman. So Rav Nachman says, Im ata de Rabbi Hanina, Abdi ba So he says, if the halacha follows Rabbi Hanina, right, that she is also allowed to appoint a shaliach, right? 
Um, so he's, he says, basically, Abdi Ba'ubda, I would perform an action, right, with this woman to say that the divorce takes effect. In other words, yes, she can perform, yes, she can be a shaliach, but we need another action in addition to say that it was actually received. Amrle, Rabba, so Rabba says to him, right, if you want to say that the halacha is like Rabbi Hanina, right, Abda Ba'ubda, okay, so then you're saying that she has to actually perform another action, right? Then then you're basically saying that the shlichut wasn't actually completed and the, the shaliach didn't return to the husband, right? And say, oh, I actually did this. In other words, part of what the shaliach has to do is he needs to like tell the husband or make sure the husband knows that this was completed. But the wife basically sort of uh, makes mevatel. She, she, you know, does away with the husband shlichut, okay? Because she takes that shaliach to make it her shaliach before the shaliach as the, before the shaliach as the husband shaliach actually finished what he needed to do. So he's saying, if you need another action, then the divorce, then you're basically saying the shlichut didn't actually happen. Shalchu e lekame to Rabbi Ami, Right, so Rav Nachman and Rabbi they send this to Rabbi Ami. They're basically like, "What are we supposed to do here?" Shlach lehu, he says to them, "Lo chazer shlichut etzel habal." Right, the agency did not return to the husband. In other words, the shlichut wasn't completed, and the divorce didn't take you know doesn't take effect. Rabbi Chia Bar Abba Rabbi Chia Bar Abba says, "Well, let let us think about this a little bit more." In other words, this you know uh, this, this this puzzles everybody. Hazer shluche kame to Rabbi Chia Bar Abba. So then they, again, they sent this before Rabbi Chia Bar Abba, Amar, Kol Hani Shlachu right? And so he says, all these times they keep sending me questions. Ki hecha de maspeka lehu lezidu, hacha nami maspekelan lezidain. Just as they don't know, I also don't know. In other words, he's really not sure what to do with this case. And so then the Gemara says, Haba davar shebe'erba, bedavar shebe'erba choletzen. So when there's a case that's uncertain, right? Uh, when it comes to erva, in other words, we're we're talking about real isur, right? And uh, because it's a question: Is the woman still married? And if she goes ahead and gets married, she's committed adultery. If she still was really married, so when it comes to these things, she performs chalitza. In other words, what they're saying is is that we have to be machmir in cases where there is an uncertainty. So what would this mean is is that if her husband died childless, she could not remarry because maybe she actually is still divorced. And if there was a brother, she would have to do chalitza. The point I think of them saying this is to say, like, this is how much of a, this is how important this question actually is. Like, if you take it to its logical conclusion that she may actually not be divorced, if that husband dies, right, even though she thinks it's her ex-husband, she would actually have to do chalitza. And I think that's why they bring chalitza in here to show what the real halachic ramifications are of having this suffix and that we're really dealing with all these different uh, issues, minhat Torah, all these different isurim of the Torah. And that's why it's really a very big issue. And then the Gemara is going to come uh, and, and they basically bring a case, right? Where with Rav Yitzchak Bar Shmuel, who basically said there was a woman who needed both another bill of divorce and chalitza. They explain exactly uh, of what that means. And they go through a few other cases here. Um, but I think the whole point here is, is that, yes, we have what part of what we're seeing on this stuff is, yes, a husband can appoint a shaliyah, a woman can appoint a shaliyah. But here, this particular case is dealing with the intersection of 
what if they want to share the same shaliach? And the Gemara is basically saying at the end, this is not a good idea. It leaves too much as a suffix, and we're dealing with real Isurim. Just don't do it. Now, they don't come at it and say it explicitly, but I think they do by bringing in this case of Chalitza to be like, this is the real trouble you're getting into. It's not just an issue about her getting remarried and maybe committing adultery. She's still bound to his family and would maybe even have to do Chalitza, which I think is actually a stronger case to show how far this really goes rather than just saying, oh, she committed adultery by getting married again. Um, I think this just goes to show how how truly complicated all of these masachot are, and I wonder if this is you know you always wonder like why do we start with Yavamot in Nashim? I mean, and I feel like maybe this is why, right? Like we've got these details down already that would be otherwise so it's mind spinning as it is, right? But to factor them in, I feel like oh we know what those things are, kind of mostly. Yeah, exactly, and I I think also what's nice here on a top like this is knowing how far we are into Dafyomi, like all of this comes together in a very nice way. Right, right. Like the references, remember, and forgive me, co-learners, maybe this is not true of you, but it is true of me. I don't remember all of the details of Yavamot. I remember a, some of them, a good number, certainly the concepts. And so then when we come to, you know, the term chalitza, we know what that is, right? We know when that is applied. You know, does it take the place of a get? It should not, right? Like, and we're we're in the throes of those kinds of questions. Well, that's our DAP discussion for the day. Rank us, review us on all major podcasts. Thank you to Reverend Michelle Barber for hosting us on the Hadron website. Let us know what you thought about this DAP on our Talking Thomas Facebook page. And until tomorrow, go and learn. 